Hello, everybody. So, I am finally back with another episode of Chaotic Crimes. It's been almost a year since I recorded my last one. The last one was a little short. Um, I don't think I'm going to be doing this split topics thing again. Because I remember the last one, it was boy in a box and self-love. So, it was two separate topics and I don't think I will be doing that again so we're gonna we're gonna stray away from that <laughs> but today I just wanted to let y'all know I am back and better than ever um been trying to focus on me and what I have going on I finally got away from my toxic ass workplace walmart yes and um i'm actually doing way better than ever sorry y'all i am trying to get on to the um topic of the crime i am talking about today Okay, but, um, so basically I just want to let y'all know, uh, I'm on the right track, I'm trying to give y'all more episodes. I've seen I got a little bit of plays on my last one, I wasn't even expecting over 10, I got 56, so I really appreciate everybody who's engaging with my podcast, it really means a lot to me. Thank you for engaging, thank you for, you know, playing it, um... But now I want to get on to the case we have at play today, okay? So I thought this one, when I was looking at it, it really grabbed my attention. And I felt like it needed to be talked about. Because as from what I'm seeing, not a lot of people have heard about it. So the information I am talking about today, I am getting from a website called All That's, All That's Interesting. So if you want to check out this case... Get a little bit of insight information some pictures i can only really describe the pictures that i have y'all don't really get to see them i wish y'all would be able to see you know what i'm looking at <laughs> but we're just going to go ahead and keep in keep sorry excuse me keep it going and dive into this um crime we have at state today so, what we have is um, a young man. Well, not young. He's not young. I'll tell you that. Um, this man, his name is Robert Badella. Um, he is, I'm a, I believe he's from Kansas City. I'm not sure. But let's get on into it. So, it was a quiet spring night in Kansas City's historic Hyde Park in 1988. Um, was shattered that quiet spring night was shattered when a man wearing nothing but a dog collar around his neck leaped from a second story window of a robert Berdella's house where he was being held captive he crashed to the ground and ran to a nearby meter maid who called the police police secured a search warrant and proceeded to discover a calvica, calvicade, sorry, excuse me, a calvicade 
of horrors inside this unassuming house. Opening a second story closet, they discovered a human skull as well as human vertebrae marked from where they had been cut with a bone saw. So he was keeping all of these body parts, these skulls, these vertebrae in his house. I'm assuming this is his home. It said it over there, but I'm not sure how long he's been staying here or whatever. They might, we might get deep into that later on. But he kept these in his house. That's very creepy. In the backyard, they discovered another human head buried in the ground, partly decomposed. When they ventured into the basement, they found large barrels stained with blood, as well as the personal belongings of two missing people and a stack of Polaroid photos depicting naked men being sexually assaulted and tortured. They also found a stenographer's pad meticulously detailing the abduction, torture, rape, and murder of six men from around the area. This house, 4315 Charlotte Street, belonged to the Kansas City Butcher. That is his name. One of the most deranged serial killers in history. So like I was telling you, we were going to get onto that later. This is the Kansas City Butcher's house. Robert Berdala. And from the overview that I just read y'all, I get this really bad feeling in my gut. Y'all sit, these men, these serial killers really have that mindset of having these people buried in his ha buried in his yard these human body parts in his home i don't i couldn't even fathom the idea of doing that but this isn't about me we're going to get into robert Berdala. sorry excuse me robert Berdala, the man who identified or would grow up to be come this terrifying killer he grew up in a deeply religious Roman Catholic family in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio in the early 1950s. From a young age, Robert Berdella was a loner, which makes sense. With his severe nearsightedness, his high blood pressure, and speech impediment, he was an e easy target for bullies in his neighborhood. This included his father, who would physically and verbally abuse the young boy for his lack of athleticism. However, by his mid-teens, Berdella had begun to gain some confidence. He had realized he, that he was gay, and though he kept this a closely guarded secret, it gave him a level of self-assurance. This confidence manifested itself in a rude and condescending attitude, especially towards women. That he would hold for the rest of his life. So just from that part. That I read on. We can tell that you know. He was very secretive with. You know his. Sexuality. How he identified. He was. He was very self aware. We'll give him that. But I just don't understand. Why you know you have to be condescending towards women 
honestly, I don't understand how you being gay makes it where you are condescending towards women. But I'm happy that he gained some confidence because I wish everybody would have confidence in themselves. I'm not confident. I'm not happy that he's confident, hopefully, in what he did to these people, to these boys. But let's dig back in. In 1967, Berdella graduated from high school and started attending the Kansas City Art Institute. In college, he was finally able to express himself and was open with his homosexuality. Though he displayed artistic talent, he quickly got caught up in drug use and low-level drug dealing. It was also during this time that he began torturing and killing animals. After he received harsh backlash from the administration of the Institute for an Art Piece where he tortured, killed, and cooked a duck, Berdella left college and moved into a house in the Hyde Park, of na Hyde Park neighborhood of Kansas City. Using the contacts he made through his extensive pen pal relationships from his lonely childhood, as well as his knowledge of art, Berdella opened a store called Bob's Bazaar, Bazaar, where he sold art, jewelry, and antiques from around the world. Throughout the 1970s and early 80s, Berdella spent much of his time with male prostitutes, drug addicts, petty criminals, and runaways that he claimed to be mentoring. In reality, he was engaging in manipulative sexual relationships with young men. Berdelli used his money and influence to create an imbalance of power in his relationships he would, lose, he would use to control these young runaways, many of whom had been prostitutes or had been sexually abused. So, basically how this stemmed up from is him being caught up in drug use, which happens to be a lot of where these problems stem from and just the people that he hang he hung around while being on them drugs got him into this type of environment where he would torture kill and cook animals and all that shit and he ruined something good he had going for himself just because he got caught up in the shit that basically ruined his life Then, now we're back on, we're back to the timeline now. Then, in 1984, Berdella claimed his first victim, Jerry Howell. <clears throat> on here, it shows a yearbook photo of a man. He has uh, really wavy hair, dark eyebrows, very volumed hair. Um, and then on the right, it shows... A picture of Howell while he was in captivity in Robert's house. Howell was the 19-year-old son of Paul Howell, one of Berdella's acquaintances from his art-dealing business. On July 5th that year, Berdella offered to drive the young Howell to a dance competition at a neighboring town. On the way, Robert Berdella plied the young with alcohol and then drugged him with Valium and as promising as a he tied towel to his bed tied howl excuse me 
to his bed for 28 hours, during which he repeatedly drugged, tortured, raped, and violated the young with foreign objects. Ignoring his desperate pleas for Berdella to stop, he continued his torture until Howell finally asphyxiated from a combination of his gag, the drugs, and his own vomit. After Howell died, Bordella butchered his body, leaving the corpse upside down overnight with cuts and major arteries to drain with blood, and then dismembering the body with a bone saw. He then placed the pieces of dismembered body in a separate garbage bags, along with assorted, tra assorted other trash, and left them out on the curb for garbage men to take away. Throughout this process, Bordella kept detailed notes of how he writes and tortured Howell on a stenographer's pad, something he would continue to do for all his victims. His next victim was one of the drifters that Bradella had taken care of and exploited for years, Robert Sheldon. The 23-year-old man arrived on Bradella's doorstep on April 10, 1985, begging Bradella to let him stay there. So this victim is a little bit different than the one that we previously talked about. Mr. Howell, Mr. Howell was on the right path, going to college, same college, you know, not the same college. I'm sorry, I got mixed up. He was a customer for Berdella's art dealing business. So that's where they got together at. From what I'm reading on him... Berdella also had a background with Sheldon, who he had exploited for years, of course. And he is now at, Robert Sheldon is now at Berdella's doorstep, begging for him to stay there. And um, Berdella was not attracted to Sheldon, and though he did not rape him, he did restrain and torture him with Sheldon. Berdella began his experiments on using chemicals to weaken his victims, leaving them helpless to his machinations. He bound Sheldon's wrist with a piano wire in an attempt to permanently damage the nerve there, but put drain cleaner in his eyes and filled his ear with caulk, ears with caulk. He also placed needles under Sheldon's fingernails, which automatically makes me cringe because even the thought of that is just crazy traumatizing, cringy, just over, just crazy. I can't put enough exaggeration on crazy, wild, unimaginable, ugh. When workmen were scheduled to come to Bob Berdella's house, he, he decided to suffocate Sheldon and dis dissected his corpse before disposing of it. The following June, Berdella committed another brutal murder of one of his runaway acquaintances when he found Mark Wallace attempting to sleep in his shed. Berdella drugged Wallace and subjected him to high-voltage electri electrical shocks and stuck hypodermic needles into his back. 
Wallace died after a few days of this unrelenting torture and his body was also dismembered and disposed of. The next month, another of Berdella's acquaintances contacting him wondering if he could stay at his house, Walter James Ferris. When Ferris arrived at Berdella's house, he tied him to the bed and tortured him by shocking his genitals with 7,700 volts of electricity for two days until he died from the abuse. The next year... Now... It's a whole year and nobody is noticing these people are missing. Granted, some of them may be escorts or prostitutes. So they are already, you know, out on the streets. Nobody is caring for them. Nobody's on the lookout for them, worried about where they're at. Nothing like that. And it's just crazy the amount of torture he's doing to them you know needles under their fingernails shocking their genitals with over 7,000 damn near 8,000 volts of electricity for two days I don't know the motive yet behind what he's doing I don't know if it's just because he's comfortable with himself and I don't know if it's just because he's not getting attention being the normal average 9 to 5 human being and I guess this is his way I guess I don't know if he's still caught up in drugs but maybe once we get down the line we will figure that out but the next year he found somebody else a next victim um, this victim he ran into is called Todd Stoops. He was a former male prostitute who had stayed with Berdella in the past. So this isn't somebody that's new to staying with him or coming over to this disgusting human being's house. And they ran into each other at a nearby park. Berdella brought Stoops back to his place to his back to his place to grab lunch. There, Bardella drugged Stoops and kept him trapped in his house for weeks. He attempted to turn Snoops, sorry, Stoops into a submissive sex slave, trying to incapacitate him through electrical shocks to the eyes and by inject injecting drain cleaner into his larynx in an unsuccessful effort to render him mute while repeatedly raping and sexually assaulting him. Stoops eventually died of blood loss after his anal cavity was ruptured by Berdella's fist. Sorry, just me trying to paint this picture, which I really don't want to do, but I'm trying to get an understanding. Is He, he ruptured his anal cavity by fisting him. This motherfucker is disgusting. I don't I try to understand his thought process and maybe give him some leniency but I can't this the length of these murders these tortures is just unfathomable it's unfathomable and I just I can't understand how any 
right human being, right, like when I say right mental human being, could actually put people through these kind of things. In 1987, Berdella continued hit this attempt with 20-year-old Larry Wayne Pearson, an, un, an acquaintance he made while working at his shop. So, of course, like it said right there, Berdella met Larry Wayne while he was working at his um, antique shop. Bordella decided to kill him after Pearson jokingly referred to his practice of robbing gay men in Wichita. So Bordella's mad because Pearson made a side joke about um, Bordella's practice of robbing gay men in Wichita. Well, sweetie, he's not just robbing them. He is killing and torturing them. And you just became his next victim. He drugged. Pearson and continued his torture practices aimed at incapitating his victims, binding, electric shocking, and injecting drain cleaner into his larynx. He also broke one of Pearson's hands with a metal bar. After six weeks of rape and torture, Pearson finally snapped and bit deeply into Berdella's Pearson during an act of forced fellatio. Berdella then beat and strangled Pearson to death. So this victim actually gave a sign of fight back, a sign of hope, but didn't last long. Because Berdella was so overpowering. And I just, I really feel for Pearson because... You know what? A side joke goes that far. Imagine if Pearson never made that joke. He would not be there right now. But that's crazy and just dumb that Berdella would take it that far where he sits there and kills and dismembers these people over a fucking joke. But on to the next Scene. On March 29th, 1988, Berdella abducted his last victim, the very last one, a 22-year-old male prostitute named Christopher Bryson, who he had solicited for sex. Once he arrived at Berdella's house, he knocked the prostitute unconscious with a metal bar and tied him up. Bryson was subjected to the same torture and abuse methods as Berdella's previous victims. But Bryson knew how to gain Berdella's trust, eventually persuading Berdella to tie his hands in front of him rather than to the bed. Then, when Berdella accidentally left a box of matches in the room, Bryson grabbed them and burned through his throat, leading to his dramatic escape through the window. Wow. This picture... I am seeing of Robert Berdella. He looks a fucking mess. Your mustache looks raggedy all over the place. You have a unibrow. You're fat as shit. I just... You... I really can't get onto that right now. Because I don't want my... 
I'm not going to get on that right now. But after collecting evidence from the house and questioning the suspected killer, Robert Berdella was quickly arrested and charged with the murders of six men. Berdella accepted a deal where he pleaded guilty and revealed everything about the vile murders in exchange for life without parole, avoiding the death penalty. You better be glad that judge gave you, that gave you that plea. Because you should have been killed. Just like you dismembered and killed everybody else. Everybody, every single one last of your victims. You killed and dismembered them. Besides that last one who had to kill themselves. So. He got that deal. So he is not facing the death penalty which I was hoping he would but now this is the part where we understand what's going on now or what was the end the ending he died of a heart attack Berdella died of a heart attack while incarcerated at the Missouri State Penitentiary on October 8th 1992 At the age of 43. And this would end the life. Of one of the most horrific. Serial killers. In modern history. Okay. So I just want to give. My thoughts. On. This case itself. I like to read through it. I don't really like to make a lot of side notes. Throughout the scene. I mean throughout the. Uh, story that I'm telling y'all. This is honestly one of the most gruesome and horrific crime, true crime stories I have read. It may, be, it may be back in time a little bit. It's not from the 2000s. But what this man did to all of those men he was associated with is disgusting and inhumane and it's mental. He should have been given the death penalty. I don't believe he deserves even a plea deal. Because they they deserved to have a life. His victims deserved to have a life. And they couldn't have one anymore. Because you ended it due to your fascination on tormenting people. And raping them. And dismembering them. You're tor you torture these people. All the way... To where they couldn't even they they couldn't even live anymore they couldn't even breathe they couldn't stay a minute left on this earth after you did what you did to them and it's honestly disgusting and I wish he was given the death penalty like I said before but unfortunately we can't go back in time this man is dead and in hell where he belongs and I'm glad that he cannot hurt any other men from now on so y'all that is the story on Robert Berdella one of the most gruesome and horrific serial killers in modern history let me know if y'all like this I appreciate y'all giving me plays listening to my podcast I really appreciate your time and I look forward to seeing y'all next week 
when I get the chance to pull out a true crime story. This was Chaotic Crimes. My name is Cameron, and I will see you next time.